Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. So I've graduated from Sickly Victorian Child to Sickly Victorian Pug because I also do not tolerate extreme weather or running or just not people feeding me ham in bed. So <laughs> thank you. Samson Davis. Have you trained Max to bring you food in bed yet? I should, but I'm like 90% sure he'd eat it on the way. He brings me like his mm. toys in bed and he proceeds to like eat in bed. I've stopped eating in bed, but he will eat in my bed for me. There's so many worse ways that story could have ended. <laughs> um, and Stace Babcock. My cats would never bring me ham because they love ham. Like, I don't know why they aggressively love ham. One time I was like, Working from home, I had my little hand sandwich, you know, off to my right, got absorbed in my work, went back to take an additional bite on my ham sandwich to find it on the floor, two pieces of bread, no ham, Starbucks right there. It was really clear what happened. So, unfortunately, <laughs> my pet's bringing me hams off the table. <laughs> and joining us again is special guest, Tim Lanning. Hey, everybody. It's good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be back. Feeling strong. Ish. I'm just getting over COVID, so I'm not feeling oh. strong. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you're at least feeling better, though. Yeah. Yesterday was the first day that I, after like two weeks of feeling bad, that I've felt a marked improvement. So, you know, now it's just mornings that don't feel good, but I assume it's like your standard, like cold where mm -hmm. you have the gunk mm -hmm. in your system after sleeping. So usually by the nighttime, I'm starting to feel better, mm -hmm. lower on energy. But besides yeah. that, you, what are you going to do? Certainly not profound societal change to deal with the changing environment and pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to chill and play boring video games, like a video game that I normally wouldn't play. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. I don't need my brain to play Far Cry 6. Let's go. <laughs> Tim, what kinds of things do you do? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm on a D&D &D 5th edition actual play podcast called Greetings Adventurers. We just started our second campaign. So it's a wonderful time to hop on. We've been going for over nine years now. So before you would have to listen to, well, you could choose to listen to like <laughs> over 400 episodes if you wanted to get the sweet, 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 delicious meat of the story. Mm. Now you can hop into campaign two. As of right now, we've, we have recorded four episodes. I'm sure when this comes out, probably be like, who knows, five, six, <laughs> mm -hmm. seven. Mm -hmm. But that's still a whole lot less. So you can, you know, week to week, listen to Campaign 2 and then hop on back and listen to us talk about 2013 memes as we play Dungeons and Dragons 4th Edition. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I like it. And then I have an anime podcast called Naruto Review 2, an advice podcast called Dear Internet. And I stream over at twitch.tv slash geekly inc. And if you too want to meet your next podcast co-host we are doing GeeklyCon this year so yes. if you're interested mm -hmm. in nerd times we're doing it in rochester new york this year and uh it should be fun oh, yeah. what is that local dish in rochester garbage plate i believe garbage plate <laughs> what <laughs> i've never had it but i'm sure a million people are going to be eating it over no. GeeklyCon time maybe we should have some sort of outing for it i don't know so Columbus, it was the poke, and yep. now it'll be the, yeah, the <laughs> Like Cincinnati, plate. like the spaghetti, the chili on spaghetti yeah. thing. Like, yeah. But it looks better than that. But I feel like it's it's a similar pile of stuff. 
Yeah, at least, you know, spaghetti chili, you're like, these are two things I know and love. Two great tastes, taste great together, uh, in my opinion. Oh, so now I know how you feel about Cincinnati chili. And- I actually do surprisingly like it, and I won't apologize or anything like that. Like, you gotta not think of it as chili. That's how I survive it. Uh- yeah, for sure. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Although, I love to put just whatever in chili. So, you do a internet advice podcast. Yes. Have you seen the... Am I the asshole sweet chili incident? I did. I did. I did. Uh, That is an insane question. And we will probably do it because it's it's so crazy. It's so crazy. (laughs) The chili recipe alone is crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that's so fun about doing the advice show based off Reddit questions is so often, like, you know, the, the question will be like, am I the asshole? Because I got in a fight with my boyfriend and I didn't respect him. And then you read the question and it's like, all right, you just said 47 red flags. And it's like, it's about, you know, it might be a question about chili, but like a a small bit of the story is that your, you know, boyfriend drove you in the middle of like another town and told Mm. you to get out of the car or something like that. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, well, why do you not think that's an issue? It's like, oh, whatever. But what about the chili? Friendships over that. Like, Mm. no, not chili. The driving you somewhere and leaving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that is a real question. We we try to avoid ones that get dark. Oh yeah, and sometimes you can't tell because that one, mm. when you read it, it's like this is you know batshit. But when you kind of dig through, it's it's not dark. It is just so sad mm-hmm. because people just like to make each other miserable because they can't control themselves. We're all just beasts mm-hmm. running around screaming, and doing the show has melted my brain. Put, put like big old Swiss cheese holes in there. And it's like you just stare out the window like no one is happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not true. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we try to only do ones that are somewhat funny, but there is such a depth of wow. There, you can't make any of this stuff up. There's just like yeah. an infinite well of people who live with odd situations and they just accept it because they think they have to. Yeah. And the best is when it's like an offhand comment and you're like, mm. no, 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 this is the crux of the issue. Like, let's go, let's go back to that. And then they go in the comments and like, listen, I'm not looking for you to take sides. I need you to tell me what I need to do to fix it so my boyfriend will like me again. It's like, leave, leave. <laughs> like, no, you're not yeah. listening. And they start fighting with people. Yeah. That's yeah. the best. Ah. It's a very good show. Peek into uh, my life. My wife and I, when we're picking up our daughter from school, that's what we listen to in the car line. <laughs> I'm not allowed to listen ahead anymore. So <laughs> like, I have to save it for those. Like, I have to spread it over the week, those like 15-minute waits in the car line <laughs> so that we can listen to it together. Yeah. My wife tries to do a really good job picking weird questions that are fun to talk about. We try to avoid our best of anything that is, you know, too dark, too bummer, things mm. like that. But sometimes you can't help it just because of how weird we are as a species. Mm-hmm. So, Samson, I have a question for you. Uh, yeah. It might be polyhedron related. Okay. Yes, they are all cursed. I just, it's just, it's just me. All right. It's not the dice. It's not the beautiful diehard dice, <laughs> which can improve your life drastically. It has a 5% chance of rolling a nat 20, which is always a good thing. And you can get your own uh, set of polyhedral dice uncursed. At Die Hard Dice. And you can use our code Explorers Wanted when you check out and get 10% off your order. So mm-hmm. do that right now. Prove your life right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like for extra, we can get Samson to curse your dice. 
<laughs> well, it sounds like it is like it, the dress yeah. is attached to the person rolling the dice. So, well, Samson will touch your dice and then send them to you. I, uh, that's. I think if we put it in a pouch and hung it on Samson's mm. neck or some other body part, and it just had to stay there, some for a other body weeks. part. <laughs> the essence. So I do Here. have to roll it. It does have to be used. Is the thing. <laughs> so I. Yeah, it seems it has to be rolled. Needs to soak into the bathwater. Um, <laughs> That'll be a Patreon tier. If we can make more than hundred thousand, I will bathe in dice. Fuck up your dice. I will fuck up your dice. Hundred thousand a month, please. Bathwater wash yes. dice. <laughs> Get it here with explorers wanted. Uh, yes, there might be a market for that. Okay, cool. So thanks to Die Hard Dice for supporting the show. Who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Tim. Last time, we, you know, there was a really, really awesome dude hanging out in a tavern. Everyone's like, oh, he's so freaking cool. Y'all went to a tavern just chilling. It seems to be the situation where you're just getting bad news after bad news after bad news. And from my perspective, it definitely sounds like all of your previous mistakes are coming back to haunt you. It's like, hello there, here's, you know, the uh, responses to your actions. And I think that's funny uh, from my end, because I'm a guest, it doesn't matter what happens to me. <laughs> so basically, my partner, who is supposed to protect me as I, you know, scrounge and scavenge rare antiquities of this world, found out that there was maybe some people from her past that were maybe involved with a certain death of a certain person. Who's to say? So she's uh, went off to try to find any information, which led me to be basically bored at a tavern and maybe needing some people's help, which is where y'all came in. We hung out, and uh, uh, one thing led to another. We promised that if you help me spelunk into this hole outside the city, uh, I will give you two wishes. And um, <laughs> we, instead of waiting to see if my assistant slash muscle slash uh, brawn would arrive today, we just went around in hole. But all of us did bad and we fell into hole and bonked our heads, except for one of us. But we've made our way through many rooms. Some of them include crystal. Some include crystal that vibrate. Some include crystal that's a crab that moves. And we find that we, we fought a creature of some sort that coalesced from dust into a robot that wanted to hurt us. But now we finally made it to a room filled with vat jar things, tanks, if you will, filled with, what would you say, automatons, cyborgs or whatever, mm -hmm. with one of them being cracked open and Dilly heard the word home. Is that correct? From inside his head? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure nothing bad will happen, but that's what I remember happening last time. <laughs> yep, you hit all the points. Dilly, you've just heard Aster react to this scene. Anybody who wants to can make an understanding Numenera roll of 15. I would give Dale and Dilly two assets on this. So it'd be a nine for Dale and Dilly. I got a 17. I don't need any of your assets. Get out of here. <laughs> With my three levels of effort, that's a three. Natural 20, motherfuckers. Woo! I see everything. 19. Okay. I got a 16. And with Nyx's inability, that means she has no idea what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Cha-Cha, Dilly, and Dale 
definitely recognize these as relentless reapers. These are automatons that often respond to some dictate that is not clear, but once they are dispatched to kill somebody, they do not stop. They will travel across the world. They will travel across dimensions, across planets to find their prey and destroy them. Dilly, of course, you know that this is what Astra used to Mm. be. Dale, you would know the connection to your backstory around Metal Mine and Relentless Reapers. So was I, like, informed that it's possible that the previous people that found the Metal Mines literally found them here? Or did I get information that was generally helpful when one explores whole? I would say that Zolna told you about a room like this. Gotcha. With these figures, like that this is where they harvested the first metal mine. The odd thing, though, is that her description of the rooms that you would have to pass to get there do not mesh up at all. Gotcha. With what you've experienced on your way down here. Hmm. She must have went left every time. <laughs> yeah. Cha-cha. Yes. You got a 19 for a minor effect. What would you propose? Can, like, my understanding Numenera, like, leak out into the room? Like, let's see if there's any other Numenera to understand in this room? Hmm? Yes. So you have a sense of the weird. So, um, there is also, like, there is something about this room itself that is deeply connected and intertwined. Like, you get a sense of, because you can see beyond, like, you see odd fluctuations in the energy here. And... You think you see out on the periphery, on the edge, some of those horrors that you know only you can see. Again, it's sort of like the strange, like, humanoids, like where their legs are about the same length as the daddy long legs in proportion to their body. Um, And they seem to be moving along the edges, not able to approach. (laughs) And then... Dilly, you got a natural 20. What would you propose as a major effect? As a major effect, I would like, I think Aster, like some of Aster's memories of this place kind of bubble up into Dilly's consciousness. And for a major effect, I would like to know what it would take to, in this room, to activate any of these. Mostly so we can avoid that, but also just in case that becomes a thing I can use. Okay. So if there's any means to activate them in this room, I want to know about them. So their activation is, from what Astra's memory is, it's covered by the rules of the Protectorate. Mm-hmm. So at a violation, it's sort of round robin. One of them is activated and sent out okay. to hunt down whoever violated the rules of the Protectorate. And that Protectorate has to deal with very specific portions of the timeline. Not all of time, it's not that strict, it's just there are certain events that, for whatever reason, this batch of Relentless Reapers, their protectorate is to maintain those events. Okay. So Dilly will kind of, after we all take in this moment, just like, (gasps) Dilly will say, okay, I think we're actually fine, as long as, and this is going to sound weird, but welcome to the world. As long as no one fucks with the timeline while we're in here, nothing should jump out and hurt us, I think. Fucks with the timeline? What do you mean by that? Well, um, it's it's a th- it's a thing I read about once. <laughs> you know, the, about an ancient protectorate that 
Some of these guys, Dilly points at the uh, Relentless Reapers, some of these guys uh, protect the timeline. Just a thing I read about once. Huh. It's a terrible lie. Roll. <laughs> All right. Ooh, a seven. Okay. To just beat a seven on, <laughs> on intellect roll. I'd love to. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what, for you, I'm going to roll my bad d20 that bounces all over the place. Let's see what happens. A three. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's legit. It's legit. I love stories like that. You gotta let me read that book when you get a chance. Oh yeah. It's uh, well, it's in the library, so I don't have it on me. (laughs) I love libraries. Uh, okay. Well, that's easy enough. So just to be up front, I need all of these. So. Does it sound fair if I can get all four of these boys and y'all can get whatever else we find? Why do you need all four? That's Well, uh, it was pretty clear to me that I was sent here to get the metal mind and I don't want to be rude, but you don't necessarily need to know why I need four of them. Or you know what? I also don't need to know why they need four of them. I just know it would be much, much better for me. And heck, if we uh, meet each other in Charmond, Charmond, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe I can put a good word in for you. We can do more tasks together. And something tells me, heck, me owing you a big favor like that could be helpful. I don't know. Just spitballing outside of the two favors we already discussed. Uh... Someone, like, already took a uh, metal mind, it looks like. Yes, 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 yes. I was, uh, I've discussed that, how that happened with the only surviving member. She couldn't be here. She got hurt. Eh, not important. Whatever. That's why Arya's here. One uh, named Zolna, and she helped me learn a few things, a thing or two about these apparati. Still very, very dangerous, so I want to make sure that we're very, very careful. And this thing about the timeline you mentioned, don't quite understand it, but hey, I'll fold that into the old noggin. But no, I I must insist that I get all four of these. I'm a guest. You have to say yes. I'll start crying. Oh, we're just trying to decide if and when we're going to betray you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want imminent murder or like (laughs) when we get out of the hole, we push it back in. At least 45 minutes before we murder... Oh, we could do this like Damn. the mummy at the end where he's trapped in the tomb. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for a movie that's over 10 years old. <laughs> when did it come out? I, I think it's way over yeah. 10 years old. Yeah. 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 Are you talking about the Tom Cruise one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, I mean, I'm eventually, Tim is going to tell Dale at some point your evil intent. But right now, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm liking where it's going. Mm. I wish we had, like... We, as players, like, came up with a signal that's kind of like, hey, it's time to, you know, bring out the murder, you know. Like the Zoom chat DM function. (laughs) (laughs) One of my games that I DM for, their code word is rutabaga. So whenever they need to bust loud, they just start screaming rutabaga. And it happens a lot because they're fools. I mean, who doesn't need a good rutabaga? It's like the opposite of a safe word. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's do violence. <laughs> this is our unsafe word. Dale, have you ever taken a job that turned out to have consequences that were distasteful to you? Oh, sounds like uh, that's a weighty question filled with pain and regret. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I mean, part of the reason why I get jobs like this, that the Nixos reached out to me, is because I'm both discreet 
and discerning. Yeah, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not out here to make sure anyone gets hurt or, as you said, I don't even want even negative consequences down the road. So, sure, there's been things in my youth where I'm not as proud of how they rolled out, but that's kind of the uh, the nature of the beast. You gotta roll the dice and see what the job gives you. And I've also learned if you don't ask as many questions, you don't always know what those pesky little consequences are. Well, I mean, you don't even have to ask questions to kind of see where the metal mines of relentless reapers, these can be dangerous and... As far as I can tell, Arya's not here, so what if we just kind of destroyed them, and then you can go to Arya and say, like, sorry, something happened before Ooh, I even got what here. What if mean, it's... we scavenged them? Oh, I have very few and specific instructions. I need pristine metal mines, you see. They're very clear on that, and as we are working together, I think you agree to that, that it needs to be pristine. Well, as far as I know, that wasn't in the contract. Nyx uh, drew up. The contract it basically just says, I'm not allowed to talk about you. Yeah, and what if you just told Arya that you found them all fucked up? Like, you weren't here for it? What if... Oof. <laughs> I have no... Uh, here's my thing. The last metal mind, as I understand it, I could be wrong. I, I don't understand. I just scavenged. I don't understand. My fear is if we try to fuck them up, they're going to come to life and they're going to bonk us and hurt me. So I would much rather carefully take them in their little, you know, vats somehow instead of disturbing them. You're right. If these are evil creatures, it's very dangerous. Not to uh, brag, but uh, <laughs> I have killed a reaper before. Boop. Wow. <laughs> Chad just is going to well, pop one. Just boop. <laughs> So at this point, I will offer an XP. Do it. Yeah, Do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I would love to. Give me, give me, give me. Yum, yum. <laughs> okay, so you'll get one XP. Who will you give the other XP to? Okay, let's see. Whoever you uh, pick, uh, it means you yeah. like them the most. <laughs> oh, I'm just freaking out. I'm Do you just, need you to pick your favorite right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you, Dan. How about that? No. Um... <laughs> I, I like Cha-Cha's Chaos, so that, that I'll, I'll do oh, that. Oh no, the chaos has been aided. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> You're an okay. enabler, Tim. We yes, yes. It. As a guest, I, I, I can smell that vibe. And it's like, again, I want to be remembered until the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> and not a second longer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There is a rumbling from all around this room. Is anyone watching Attack on Titan? Because I just had a little PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that seems bad. I mean, this feels like a trap. A classic dungeon trap. Oh, we activated the lich. Shit. <laughs> Something's good. I, I don't know what the, the rumbling means, but I guess be on your guard. And heck, you guys might get your wish regardless out of up my hands. Is there a kind of environmental insight role I can make to discern if this is like a thing that the ruin is doing or if this is like a natural phenomenon like bad luck earthquakes just coming through right now doesn't Dale know the geology it's definitely an intellect role geology would help with it I'm a geology man (laughs) well Dilly's got a hindrance so it's probably a 12 for Dilly and a 6 for Dale to make things equal I'm going to use that bad die again (laughs) 8 all right. 13. It is the ruin. It seems like it is not natural movement. The ruin itself appears to be rearranging itself. Ah, uh, 
Cube 2 Hypercube. <laughs> it's just like in Spelunky. Holy shit. <laughs> Maybe we should try to get out of here quickly. Uh, I Alive would be a good minimum, I think. That's a good point. And these vat things, they're much too big to just hoist and try to leave, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So even like what Dale was talking about might not be possible. We might have to, I mean, he'd probably understand, have to like break tube, wrap up these little babies. One of them was shattered. So there's like an automaton body on mm. the ground, right? Mm-hmm. How big is that body? Well, it's missing the head. On a scale of Vin Diesel to the rock, how big is it? Meant to be more like Tom Cruise to the rock. <laughs> it's like, don't they both have big heads? It's more like Jason Statham size. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just right in the middle there. <laughs> you want me to grab it? What's your name? Bork? 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 Yeah, Bork. Bork. <laughs> Make a penis for a while. It's still Bork. Um, does it look? I think it's hilarious. Like, this is like over 100 episodes. You guys have never maintained your aliases successfully for more than half an hour at a time. Yeah, and it's like... We, we did... We did pretty good a few episodes ago with uh, Brit. We did pretty good with him. Well, we did a lot of take backsies, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I did a lot of take backsies. So, yeah, if Dilly clearly desires it, Nix will grab the headless body. I was asking questions. I just wanted to check to see how big it was, if it was something that could be okay. carried easily, but mm-hmm. I'm not 100% committed to it. I mean, Nix could carry it relatively easily. I mean,. The rest of you, that's a whole other question. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Dale would ha- wouldn't have a problem with it. I mean, it's definitely going to be unwieldy mm-hmm. to carry one of those bodies. Right? Yeah. If it's the whole body. All right. Uh, then Dale would just say, we should just go, actually. We should maybe try to get out. Getting out would be good. And leave these here? What if uh, the rearranging it did makes it harder to find it next time we try to come down? What if the rearranging makes it harder to get out and now we just have a bunch of junk on us that we have to leave anyway? Yeah, that's fair. I still think that we should take one, at least. Nick grabs the headless one and looks at Dale and says, This is the favor that we pick. This is ours. Can you be explicit about that, please? The headless robot thing that is, uh, belongs to us. Oh, you can have that. Oh, I mean, yeah. Mmm. Tough bargain. Tough bargain. I'll allow it. That's fair. I agree. Why, why wouldn't we ask him to leave all the metal mines here for our favor? Tacha kind of just, no, I can't do that. Like I said, <laughs> within reason. I'm sorry. I know it's, I love a game of chance as much as the, the next person, but I have to be insistent on a few things. Nyx has like the, like if you turn around and you see Nyx already has like the, the robot, like a, like a fireman's carry or whatever. And she turns around, she's like, less talking guys, more escaping. Is, um, it too on the nose that since this thing is headless, it shan't have nary a metal mind. Well, you would know based off your role that that is not always the case mm-hmm. with things that you find in Numenera. In this case, it is true. Okay. Well, I would like to try to see if there's a way to open another one of the tubes. Just one. Mm-hmm. Give me an intellect roll. You've got light tools, so I'll give you an asset. So that's a nine. Okay. Dilly would like to fuck with this. If he may. I want to use one of my experiences points then. <laughs> I, I, I was going to use something okay. regardless. So, uh, so how's that work? 
So if you want to use an experience point, you get to roll again exactly the same conditions. Okay. All right. So I, ooh, I got a seven and a 17. Okay. Okay. So with 17, with a 17, you will successfully open that lock, even if Dilly fucks with you about it. Feel bad now. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> so you managed to open it. All this fluid drains out onto the floor. I definitely want to try to get some of the fluid in, like, a jar that I probably have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can collect it. It's a little viscous. It's liquidy, but it's thicker than water. It's not as thick as mucus. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do the class. Whenever you touch any, like, glue or whatever. Like saliva? <laughs> <laughs> just hanging on robot spit <laughs> it tastes gross <laughs> but more like really thick strands of saliva like the stuff from really deep inside you uh, like ugh. separates like ugh. right yeah like some other bodily fluid that doesn't come to mind i can't think of mm. it <laughs> <laughs> real puzzle but yeah, you, you collect some of the fluid in a jar, no problem. And then there is this automaton form, which without fluid holding it up, kind of like falls to the ground. I wanted to like both tie slash create with uh, like turn it into like a quick satchel, so to speak, meaning tie it up, but also give it sort of loops for me to give a spot for me to like pick it up, hoist it, if you will, mm-hmm. tying it. A little bit defensive, but also just as much to keep it from flailing a boot. You know, like if it was, if this thing looks like a battle droid, I want to make it like its knees up and all that, that stuff so that it's like as compact as possible, mm-hmm. depending on its particular robo anatomy. Mm-hmm. You know, not, it's not a hundred percent like this thing's going to break out and kill me. It's equally utilitarian. So I can kind of like carry it. Mm-hmm. And Dilly, as Dale's doing this, you see a small, like, sort of, once again, it's like an augmented reality thing that Astro overlays in the site. And you get the feeling it's almost unintentional. It's like a pop-up, like, tooltip over the form that Dale is strapping up here. It's a designation with a serial number. And then you get a section of a translation that says, Brother. <laughs> But there's no emotional weight to that. It's like Astra's using a term to explain something, mm-hmm. but it's not like he's he's identifying it, but it's not like he's, that's my brother or anything right. like that. So it's, a it's like his yeah. cousin brother. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crap. All right. Nix is heading towards the door. She's on the way out. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a way if Nix could communicate to Dilly, like, let's fuck him up later. Mm-hmm. That Reaper is also very valuable, and it if it doesn't have an assignment yet. Yeah. All right. Um, Say the queen of Navarain. Or buddy cop. I'm just saying. Or buddy cop. That's what I'm saying. But. What's well, timeline shenanigans? It might get you, Nix. So Nix is just like making eyes at, at Dilly. Okay. Like she's just like intensely staring. All right. Um, to be clear, I think Dilly wants to destroy the metal mine. So I think Nix, he'll make eye contact with Nix while Dale's kind of getting all this together and. Nix will see Dilly kind of like almost go for his pew pew gun, but then kind of chill out and then, all right, contract's a contract. I guess we'll follow you out and then let the moment pass. And <laughs> I strap the, the goo jar to cupcake. <laughs> yeah. And some of my other <laughs> bobbles. 
<laughs> yeah. And you know Cupcake, so you know to strap it on just like just at the right level so Cupcake can't like turn around and lick it. Yes, yeah, as, as much as she wants to. <laughs> like give her a, a, a delicious treat for sure, because she's just being such a good girl. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nix, you said you were checking a door. Which door were you checking? The one on the far side or the door you came in? Door came in, especially if the shaking's getting worse. Nix is definitely like, let's get out. So the shaking is stopped. Oh. When you check the door that you came in, it is not the room that you saw before. Awkward. There is instead a ovular pod in the center of this room, amber in color, with doors to the left and right. Oh, right. Nix, I should have said something out loud. The ruins are rearranging themselves. We said that. Did I say that? Did uh, I say that out loud? Oh. I don't remember. I thought that they were, like, collapsing. No. Um, this thing shifted around. Oh, then we got time. Well, unless we're suddenly <laughs> deeper underground and... Right, and it's not shaking anymore, so if we're out of time, we don't know it. Yeah, and actually, now, it might... It could rearrange again before we get to this. Anyway, let's just keep going. Yeah, so when you leave a place, do you always go left? <laughs> no, always go no, right. No, normally find like a normally find an exit that just takes us right out. We, yeah, yeah. I, oh, like Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. We prefer like a mad like, dash, you know. <laughs> and I assume most places don't rearrange themselves, so you probably just use the door you, you used previously. Here, that won't work, which is fun. Meanwhile, Cupcake is sniffing the pod. Don't. I'll go up and look inside the pod for sure. It's roughly. Seven feet in length, it appears to be something that you could open and a humanoid could lie down inside. Or really, any it's not specifically humanoid shape, but it's big enough that a humanoid could lay down in it or another creature could lay down in it. Can we see inside of it? Yeah, it's somewhat translucent at the top, so you can see the indentation inside. There is like an odd, like, thing inside. Oh, it no. doesn't look to be alive. It appears to be... It looks like a huge chunk of jerky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tasty jerky? Or? It's kind of hard to tell through the lens. I mean, there's there's a control panel, like it's only a small one on the side that theoretically would allow you to interact with the pod, but you would have to investigate it to figure out how that works. Could Jaja reach in and grab the jerky? You would have to first open it, so you would have to use the control to open it. With her other arm. You could reach in at least to wrist length, but that doesn't mean that you'll be able to pull it back because that thing is still solid. Oh. Your hand is insubstantial. It doesn't make you, allow you to make other things insubstantial. Mm. If you could reach it, just like go through it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you think this is the open button? Nick says as she pushes a button. He <laughs> 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 <It> gets. <laughs> okay. Nix, would you like an XP? Yeah, fuck you. No, no. <laughs> okay, who will you give the other one to? You burned yours, right, Tim? I still have one left over. Then I will give it to Samson, because he has not gotten the love, I don't think, yet, right? Aww. Uh, Aww. I got one love uh, last episode. Somebody got love. Mm-hmm. Wait, everyone's gotten love? You didn't get love, per se. You got You, you were offered the choice. No one gave you the, the beautiful gift to show that you're the best character like every, other people do. Right. And when I, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. When do I get that, Dan? So, a little plaque that says best character. <laughs> when it's finally true. No. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So that's 20 intellect damage. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
No, Nervous Short Boy Apparel is our brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you press that button and the pod shines and that jerky begins expanding. <gasps> yes! Like it's rehydrating. Yes. <gasps> cool. And the pod opens and this creature stretches out and it's roughly humanoid in shape except it has these massive limbs with three claws on the end and between its hand to its body it's almost like a flap of skin like a wing as it comes out and it looks out at you and its eyes are sort of yellow its mouth is like a round purple sore and uh, I need everybody to roll uh, initiative. Oh, what is it? it's mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, natural 20. Ooh, 18 plus nice. 3. Ooh, shit. Uh, poor Chacha. <laughs> uh, 15 for Dilly. What did Chacha get? No one. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, you're the anchor. Yes. You know, it's we, someone Just, has to do it. Yeah. What did Nick get? 18. So, to start with, Tim, you rolled a natural 20 on initiative. That's still a natural 20. Oh, hell yeah. Would you like to propose a major effect? A major effect. Golly. Think of it as like, for a major effect, you get to be the DM for like two seconds. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, you can change something about the narrative in this moment. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think as it like walks out and like pulls itself to its like big height or whatever, turns out its legs have too much atrophy and it kind of like stumbles to the ground. And sure, maybe it's walking like if you've ever seen, like, oh, here's what a pterodactyl would look like if it walked on the land. Isn't that scary? <laughs> maybe that sort of thing. Aww. But it falls to its, its yeah. into the ground with some frustration in its purple mouth and yellow eyes. Ooh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Okay, yeah. So it kind of collapses the ground and it lets out this weird, like, wet sucking shriek. <laughs> so something like a cross between. <laughs> And a squeal. Like, so it's a sucking sound, but almost like a pig's And, yeah, so that is an awesome start. It is actually Dale's turn first. Um, this thing is big, by the way. It is, like, the size. It's, like, 12 feet tall. Wow! <laughs> I would like to scurry back, do a little whistle to get Cupcake to do the same. Uh-huh. And then I would like to simply take out my crossbow... And fire upon this beast. Okay. So that will be an 18. That's really high. And it'll be speed if you want to spend effort since it's a ranged attack. Okay. So I'll spend an effort. What does that mean? I go from 17 speed to 14? Yes. So you have two edge. So you only lose one point. Okay. And that'll make your target a 15 instead of 18. Okay. Cool. I shall do that. <laughs> 14. Okay. Yeah, so the crossbow bolt goes flying off. It comes very close, uh, but it just barely, like, misses this. It, it kind of shifts in a way you don't expect. It kind of moves quickly and jerkily, like in, like, a Japanese body horror, mm -hmm. like where the monster's coming at you like that, and dodges you. God damn. Next up is Nyx. I think Nyx will bite it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So since you don't have a hold of it yet, that'll be hindered. So it'll be a 20. Aw, hell. Well, it's an unarmed. No, wait. Hold on a second. Because Dale's 
initiative made it fall down a bit, so it'll actually be a 15. Okay, next we'll activate moving like water. Which actually means Dale should have hit it. I Um, so agree. (laughs) Yeah, so the crossbow bolt does four damage, okay. So moving like water gives another asset, that's 12. Mm -hmm. So unarmed training, has that been applied yet? Not yet. So nine. I will spend a level of my effort to hit and two to damage. Okay, so that's a six to hit, and if you hit, you get plus six damage. And we'll also use hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. 16. Okay, so you're going to hit. So how much damage is that total? Seven plus six is 13. Okay. And then it will take three damage on its... No, on Nyx's next turn. And it's hindered from the bite. Okay, cool. From the... Right, because your venom from your tooth bite comes in. Yep. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So Dale sees Nyx's jaw, like, unhinge, and, like, these fangs just, like, (laughs) slide out from behind her teeth, and she just, like... She bites it like she's hungry. That's how she's, like... She's like, this (laughs) is a snack. She thinks it's still jerky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next up is its turn. It's, of course, going to stand back up, and it's going to open its mouth, and it opens wide, and a flock of hundreds of tiny slugs come flying out at you all. Gross. Can everybody make a 18 speed defense roll? Oh, boy. <sighs> Wait, we should probably... I should probably use some I got an ball. eight, and even with all of Nyx's <laughs> benefits, that, that's not good enough. That, that, oh, that. my gosh, this is the best dice I've ever used in my life. Tactical 20 again. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Ooh, nice. I'm doing math. You give me one girl darn minute, because I'm using a level of effort. Two levels of effort for Dilly to bring it down to a 12. I rolled a three. Oh. Get it. Slugged mm. in the face. I got a 17 days. Okay, so Dilly and Nyx are failing this. Before I address that, Dale, you have a major effect on this. What would you like? Can I phone a friend? Uh, What what, what do y'all think? Save us. What if, like, he sprays slug and it hits an apparatus and it falls and it bonks him? (laughs) That's Ooh, yeah, very like good. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like a mo- what if it's like a monitor? Like a old school. <gasps> like a TV falls on green him. looking. Yeah. As long as it makes the cartoon bonk sound. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Then little tiny yeah. slugs fly around his head saying cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So it falls down and they take some damage from that. And there are some other effects that will remain hidden for now. But <clears throat> Dilly and Nyx, these little slugs lands on your head and punches a proboscis through, in Nyx's case, the temple, through Dilly's case, one of the ears. Oh, oh. <laughs> You'll take three points oh. of... No! My golly, G. Willers. Ouch, though. Nyx doesn't have that much to give. <laughs> Did your brothers or uh, older neighbors ever do the starving brain sucker no. thing? And they like palmed your head and it's like starving brain sucker. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's implying yeah. you have no brain because it's starving. I guess <laughs> right. my right. family's heads are too big to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect um, defense. <laughs> Dilly, hey. what would you like to do? Oh, it's my turn. 
Well, for sure, Dilly would like to take that fucking slug out of his ear. Sure. You can tear it off, no problem. Right, Dilly does that. Gross! <laughs> there are still a bunch of these slugs, like, kind of flying around in a swarm around your pet. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, are they winged slugs? Or do they hover? Like, what mechanism of flight? That's the thing that's creepy, is it doesn't make sense. They look like slugs just undulating through the air, like... <laughs> You can even uh, see, like, the mucus trail uh, dripping from them as they flip around. Okay. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Dale just leaves. Like, <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything for swarms of slugs. Uh, does the big creature have eyes? Yes. All right. Then Dale's gonna do his good old illusory black orb over this thing's face and blind it. Okay. That's a good move while also using his other hand to just swipe at slugs coming near him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, cha-cha. E- you e- roll a one on e- the initiative. So I think it's going to get a free swing at you with its arm. <laughs> and this is before Dilly's black orb. Yeah. So this will be an 18 speed fence. <gasps> okay. So hear me out. What if we use Cirque du Soleil to do some partner acrobatic shit? You can't use Cirque du Soleil for combat. Damn it. <laughs> You'll get him one of these I days. know. I'll win one day. I'm going to use like, a level of effort. Ugh, I should put more in my speed pool. Yeah, it brings us down to 15. 15. Okay, so that dice isn't so bad. Okay, perfect. So you managed to dodge its strike, but that's what you have to spend your turn this round doing. That's fine with me. Next up is Dale. Okay, can I do... I'm looking at this cheat sheet, and instead of maybe doing um, a normal attack, can I do the covery fire thing? Hmm. Kind of like... Sure. While there is another action on this cheat sheet that says distract, I would like to distract different. I don't know if I can do that with a crossbow, but who's to say? It's a world of magic and fantasy. Yeah, sure. You're doing covering fire is what you're saying, right? Right, because it seems like disadvantage is good. I don't want this guy to hit one of us. That seems bad. Okay, cool. So you'll make a an attack roll using the fire, and if you succeed, he won't do damage, okay. but you're going to make things harder for him. Perfect. So that'll be an 18 to hit. Okay. I will use another whatever effort, right? Mm-hmm. So that'll be speed. So that would cost you one point and makes it a 15 to hit. Okay. <laughs> 15. Look at me go. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so... I never roll this it, good. trying to dodge your fire as best it can. It can't do it very well. Mm-hmm. Actually, it should have been easier for you, but um, because Dilly has that black orb over its head. But either way, like it is now hindered by two steps um, because Dilly's orb and your cover fire. Hell yeah. Get down, you little freak. <laughs> okay, next up is Nyx. So it takes three damage from Hemorrhage. Yeah. It's hindered from Nyx's bite, it's hindered from the orb, and it's hindered from whatever Dale just did. Uh-huh. So what does that make it? Nine. Okay. Uh, it's actually going to be a gimme because Nyx... No, wait. It's going to be a three because Nyx is trained and unarmed and has moving like water. Mm-hmm. I'll use my free level of my effort to make it a gimme, and I'm going to use my okay. other three levels of my effort for damage. Rip its heart out. And Ooh. I'm also going to... Eat Use hemorrhage if again. <laughs> okay. So that is 16 
You already applied the three from hemorrhage. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's 16. And then it'll take three damage if it survives. What does it look like when you annihilate this? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I want to say that, like, Nyx just, she like, sort of messily detaches her mouth, right? She bit it. She has this fucking, this slug on the side Mm -hmm. of her head. You know, so there's like this spray of mm-hmm. what's, what's inside jerky? I don't even know. Mountain Dew? And then... Famously nothing. Famously no moisture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just more jerky it's and salt. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just like yeah. scraps flying in the air. So it doesn't actually look cool. It looks kind of weird, actually, and sort of distasteful. But then Nick's just... I mean punches straight through his jerky stomach with both hands and like splits it open and emerges from the other side. Ew. <laughs> yeah, okay, and as you do that all the rest of the slugs sort of screech and fall to the ground with the exception of the two that hurt Dilly and Nyx. They seem to be slowly crawling back towards the screech. It detached itself from Nyx because Nyx didn't do anything about her slug. <laughs> Oh, Dilly's just crawling back to it. The one on Nyx. Nyx, please make a 18 speed to patrol. All right, so 12 after, and then moving like water. Mm-hmm. Nine, exactly. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, you managed to knock this away before it can plunge its proboscis down into your head again. But the one is crawling towards it. And next up is Dilly. Dilly squish. <laughs> Just okay. So in this case, it will be only a nine. My roll. You got this. It's what you've been it training feels so for. So lame to use effort on this. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, it's fast and it kind of moves. Yeah, in imagine a if weird you fuck way. it up <laughs> in front of all your friends. It was flying before, so there is no there is no shame in it. Let's roll straight. Let's see what happens. Oh, 18. <laughs> Nothing. Whoa, that's... Okay, perfect. 18 is plus two damage. So you smash the slug. Hell yeah. Nothing. And you guys are out of combat. Can Nyx pull the slug out and then just, like, pop it? Like like a popper? Oh! oh! <laughs> oh! Yes, you can. <laughs> and, Nyx, you'll get two points to your pools. <gasps> Uh, I imagine Nyx kind of has like a small blood leak that's just kind of like <laughs> out from the side of her head. Yes. yes. N- uh, Carlisle, you can't just go around hitting <laughs> buttons like that. What did you do to that creature? I need to hire you for more missions. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that feedback on my performance, Dale. It's nice to be appreciated. That was amazing. Are we still fighting or... No. No, no. Tasha kind of does this exaggerated wink at you, <laughs> Nix and Dilly, like, uh? <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> no, no. Everything's good. But Carlisle, what? What? Buttons? Just hitting buttons? Just randomly? Just beep boop? Listen, you guys were like staring at it for like a while. Uh,. <laughs> fair you know it did open it like i thought it would yeah you have a much more direct approach to scavenging in science i respect it it 
it all worked out. Uh, maybe it would have been different if that thing used its big old claws and ripped my tummy out. <laughs> and those weird little slug boys uh, bit me. That was disgusting. Yeah. And I want to put one of the dead slugs into another jar. <laughs> yep, you absolutely do that. And I want to, like, cut the head off the beast and hand it to Dilly. Yeah, go ahead. You carry that for me, bud. Uh, okay. Does the creature <laughs> seem appetizing in any way? I mean, it's raw meat. As soon as Dale's back is turned, Nick's just, like, eats a little snack. You know. A little. Some, some. Nick, you've been through this shit lately. Give me an intellect roll of 18. <laughs> Spend a whole intellect effort on that. Just getting that twenty. Nix is right super now. confident in her ability to think. <laughs> Blood arcing. <laughs> That's twelve. Ah, uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> so Dale, you turn your back, mm-hmm. but then you hear this odd, like weird, wet sound. And when you turn back and you see Nix, her mouth completely distorted and open, shoving this entire creature's body into her mouth and down her throat. Oh. And she, like, holds up a hand and, like, glares, you know, like, when, like, there's something private going on and you should not be looking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, when you catch your partner eating, like, cold noodles with their hands from the fridge. Like, don't Don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, my ignorance on, you know, uh, I've definitely played systems where it's like, sick body mod, bro. (laughs) How weird is this to me (laughs) in this world? Super fucking weird. This is not like, there are mutations, and then there are abhumans which uh, are humanoids but not human and this strikes you very much like abhuman behavior you are a delve so i would say that you are experienced enough to know that like abhumans aren't necessarily monsters but they are extremely other gotcha so you know i just kept my eyes just kind of get big and i uh drop the jar of slug to the ground I don't think I say anything, you know? I mean, I know that it's probably wise in a confined area deep under the earth to not make a big deal of this right now. <laughs> and as soon as Nyx finishes eating it, she's like wipes the back of her hand across her mouth and then sticks her forked tongue out at Dale and wiggles it. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's not like a snake's tongue. It's a human tongue that's forked. Yeah, I pull out an iPhone X <laughs> and start looking at it. Like, oh, yeah, I got a new... <laughs> got a... <sighs> that wall yeah. over there is interesting. I <laughs> yeah. Nix, make me a 15 intellect roll to stay awake. Nix is still... She, Nix is confident about her intellect for 10 minutes. That's fine. All right. So it's 12. I can't spread another level of intellect effort. Ah, eight. (laughs) Nyx falls unconscious in front of you guys and starts snoring. Oh, crap. Like, it's odd enough. Like, her body has not distorted at all to accommodate this meal. She just looks like she always has. But she falls asleep snoring like your uncle after the Thanksgiving (laughs) meal on the couch. Tucking herself out, eating that big old meal. All right. <laughs> yeah. She's a little susceptible to food comas. Um, here, I think you need to hold this, and Dilly will toss you the uh, thing's head, and Dilly will try to carry Nyx. 
not well, but enough to so we can move on. Mm-hmm. I'll give the head to Cha Cha. Mm-hmm. Cha Cha takes the head and just kind of holds it awkwardly, like, oh, okay, this is life. <laughs> I mean, most of the head is unusual, but that like weird, like circular purple, like bruise of a mouth looks like slightly familiar. It reminds you of like some of the strange horrors that you saw growing up. No one that you were particularly close to, but ones like you saw, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's so that's someone's following that mm. like road or something like that. There. So we're if we're, we're scooching. You're going to try to carry yeah. fireman carrying Nick's. Give me a nine might roll, Deli. With a robot. Hmm. Oh, you're carrying a robot, too. That's by the. Oh, uh, thank you, Tim. Damn it. So that's going to make it a 15, Dilly. Oh, so heavy. All right. Probably need effort for this one. Two levels of effort, bring it to a nine. Oh, that's nine. Cool. So it's not comfortable, but you're able to manage it. All right, lead the way. You're carrying so much. That's impressive, boy. Thanks. <laughs> and yeah, I guess I'll go first this time. I have a feeling that, you know, I'm not going to put words in Stacey's mouth, but I feel like if Nix was conscious, she'd be proud of you, Dylan. So proud. <laughs> what all those cardio days are for. I feel like dying. Let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Did you say that there's like one door, two doors? What's up? There is two doors here. One to the left and one forward. I go to the one that's forward and I kind of look back at the gang, give a thumbs up. Hell yeah. Stay up, Brad. Oh my God. <laughs> so the one that's forward, there is a gray pool of something silvery in the middle of this room. And there is one door to the right. You do see tiny, very tiny, gray insects crawling around in here everywhere. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> okay. I would like to take one of my light. I guess if they have those glow orbs, maybe I have like a stick. You know, like one of those crack them and they mm-hmm. glow. And I want to throw it in the corner, hoping that light attracts bugs. Like light often attracts bugs. So some of the bugs do start crawling over it a little bit more. It's not like it draws all of them, mm-hmm. but some of them crawl over it with interest. Yeah, it seems like it's not super dark, so it's not. Yeah, they don't they don't appear to do anything to it, but they definitely crawl over it. Cool. Then I want to pick my way over to that door on the right. Okay. And ignore everything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you open that door to the right, and you see a room that is paneled in like orange glass everywhere polished glass any other doors in this in this room yeah there is a door that seems to open up to a stairway down Ooh, well down well it looks like a stairway goes down i guess it's possible we got moved up what what do you think um i I, hold on let me put this um I don't know. Honestly, it's it can be a crapshoot, because down can mean out, but down could also mean deeper, so... Very true. Forward, I think, is usually a good policy to keep. All right, let's go down the stairs. I'm sure it's fine. Probably, probably. Maybe we'll find a teleporter. <laughs> or a subway <laughs> okay. system. That happened once. So you go down these stairs. The stairs are actually fairly long. Like, it's probably 50 stairs down. Oh, God. And you find a strange room there are four doors in here two forward one on the left one on the right 
there is a machine. There are two machines, essentially, here. There's one that is sort of a half-cylinder, so it's kind of open on one side. That's sort of indigo in color. And there is also a strange squarish device. Like, it looks like it's roughly four feet wide and eight feet tall, and it's got, like, a small opening in it that's roughly two feet wide. I mean, are we still wanting to investigate all these machine stuff? I got what I came for. I'd much rather get out with this (laughs) and then come back, especially what with your friend taking a little food nap. Yeah, um, let her down again. Look, um, I mean, these things also might literally get us out, so... That is true. Don't want to miss any opportunities. Yeah, I'll at least I'll poke around, see if these things are useful, if it's just more grinding things into dust. Okay. Can Dilly understand this Numenera, please? <laughs> okay. Which one do you want to start with? Can you describe the half-cylinder thing again? It's indigo in color, uh-huh. and it stretches from floor to ceiling. But once again, it's just sort of like a half, so like half of it extends around, but the other half is missing the front half. That's what you would think of it as. All right. If it was a full cylinder, it would probably be... Three and a half feet in diameter. Dope. Then Dilly's going to start with the uh, square thing with the two-foot opening. Okay. So that'll be a 12 understanding him here. Well, if that cancels out all my shit, it becomes a six. Chacha's helping. Okay, so Chacha's helping, so that's a three. <laughs> that is a 15. Nice. This device is going to make medical modifications to anyone that goes in. What? It seems to be designed to enhance... <laughs> certain situations related to heights. Okay. <laughs> so this is interesting. I think this thing makes you taller, which is wild, because I don't know how a taller entity is going to get back out through this, like, two-foot hole mm. here, you know? So that's an option if either of you want to get taller. I'm plenty tall. I'll start bonking my head on the door frames. Y'all two are pretty short, though. Well, I'm not. I'm not that short. Five foot's average. Nix is unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Oh man, I think Nix would love this, but can't just throw her in there without a consent. (laughs) Yeah, we could, but (laughs) quite the rude awakening, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) That would. Yeah. Well, surprise! You're 14 feet tall. Also, your one robot leg is now too short because it didn't grow. With you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's already a little too long, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucked up to do anyway. Yeah, Dilly's gonna check out the other one while perhaps okay. Dale and Chacha decide if they want to be taller. So that's an understanding Numenera of nine. If Chacha's helping, it'll be a six. Chacha's helping. All right, then that's a freebie with my intellect edge. Whatever's put into it will be split in half. Oh. Split, like, whatever's put into the cylinder split in half? Yes. Oh. Okay, this thing just cuts you in half, like, this... Oh, wow. Huh. Wild. Definitely don't put Nyx in that one. That? (laughs) 100% fucked up. Alright. Oh, that's nervous laughter. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all don't want to get taller. I I respect Uh, that. I respect that. Hiding crowds. Smart. Actually, you know what? If you guys could bear with me for a moment, Dill's going to climb into the square thing. Uh, hell yeah, get big. (laughs) So it activates. 
and it becomes clear to you that it is going to help with heights as you feel this intense pain <laughs> and your flesh shifts ow, 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 ow. and you feel strange bone creaks and your clothes tear Ugh. and you realize that now you have flesh flaps between uh. your arms fingers and the side of your uh. body <laughs> <laughs> you now have flying squirrel flaps uh. <laughs> but is he taller <laughs> so if it's a fall over 30 feet, you could glide down to safety. I'm sorry, who ended up with arm flaps? <laughs> Dilly. Oh <laughs> my god. It's so fucked up that you say flying squirrel, because that's what I imagine that last creature was, just like a giant hairless flying uh, squirrel. Yeah. It kind of looks like that from the drawing in the bestiary. <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> Incidentally, that thing that you fought, those slugs... They would have continued to attack until they had acquired 30 points of intellect damage, and then they would have flown back to the creature and given it all those hit points back. Oh, fuck that. Uh... Mm. 30 feet. So. Okay. Yeah, so Dilly's got flaps now. Is he taller? <laughs> He's not taller. It's just like he misunderstood the directions around heights. He understood that it was going to enhance her height. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, shit. Samson's face when he said heights instead of height was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Dilly crawls out. It's just like. <laughs> it's like clothes are like torn down the side of his, his torso. Yeah. Uh. This is why we don't play the arch game. Does not explain it. <laughs> wow. Uh. Damn it. Gross. Uh. Next episode, surgery episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would like to take back my actions, please. Here's money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. All right, Dilly just kind of starts tucking it all in. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Awful. Picks Nick's and the robot Anybody up. Anybody want to do anything else in this room? Uh, you know what? I'm going to avoid that hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if you're wrong about the cut things in half? Let's see, what could that mean? <laughs> what if it, like, duplicated you? There's two of you running around. That'd be funny. I'm not going to test it, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> Are you sure? You're welcome to. Just step right up. Can I go in the other room and grab one of the bugs and put the bug in the semicircle thingy it is split in half like almost immediately in twain. oh yeah. wow that was explicit glad we did not test that yikes <laughs> oddly no goo or guts escape from it it is cut clean in half it's clearly dead okay but it's cut clean in half oh well uh, <laughs> hurrah <laughs> i am starting to get a little unchill in this area <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with y'all. <laughs> I know I keep up a pretty stern and gruff exterior, but this is starting to get to me. You are a no-nonsense kind of guy. <laughs> That's so true. We get that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm vin vinegar, as they say. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Onward. Well, hold on. Go through again. Go through again. <laughs> Do it. Ugh. Get extra arm wing, flaps. Wings. <laughs> Just more skin. It was three years legs, legs yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> Just a full-on suit. <sighs> All right, I have an idea. 
for an outfit <laughs> made out of Dilly's removed wing skin. Do we want to? That's dark. <laughs> yeah, that's not where yeah. you thought it was gone, is it? <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant like, oh, I'll get you some. Like for Dilly? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense, though. He obviously is not thankful for a, his a skin, skin suit of Yeah. <laughs> I imagine Nick's kind of like murmuring some of this while she sleeps with Dilly Soldier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Rightmost door? Wait, this this room has four doors, you said, right? Yep. And one's explicitly right. Yeah, it's the one that's explicitly right. But you guys open all the doors, right? That's You, you, you yeah. do that, and then you go down the right hallway? Unless the one on the right is just like, hey, this is just literally a pit of fire. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah let's uh, open some doors, huh? Okay. So the door to the left has a room with one door on the far side. There is a synth box sitting on a table that has a door open at like a little portal open to accept objects the leftmost forward one has a room where there are eggshell colored crystal columns that are embedded with what seem to be skinless dead humanoid creatures Ugh. the right forward one has a row of empty green boxes and there seems to be like some sort of mechanism that looks like it's supposed to like deposit stuff in those boxes, like if it's on a conveyor belt that's currently not moving. And then to the far right, there is a room that appears to be made of, well, there's this sort of like copper orange light drifting down in the center of the room. And there are, there's a door on the far side of that one too. Just look back at all y'all and shrug. Dilly shrugs back with Nixon Robot on his shoulders. <laughs> Forward! There we go! Into the copper light room. Okay. Are you going straight to the door? Are you going through the copper light? Are you going around the copper light? I think I'm going to go around the copper light because you asked. Maybe I would have walked <laughs> through it if you didn't. I We don't, we, we don't have access <laughs> to that timeline anymore. <laughs> okay, so you walk around the copper light. No problem. Dilly will send a illusory self just straight through just to see what happens, but real self is definitely following Dale around. Nothing happens to the illusion. That could mean nothing. That's worse than something happening to the illusion. <laughs> Go walk in there. I'm now curious. <laughs> <laughs> nope, all, all my curiosity has been sated for today. Cha <laughs> Cha, are you going following around or are you going through or what are you doing? Going around just because, like, I feel like Chacha's seen things and, like, she doesn't need to see things with wings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. So there's this door on the far side. Inside it, you see a room that's got two things. It has sort of a weird glass barrier. It looks like an aquarium. But instead of fish, it's like weird pieces of what look like they would have been automatons, mm. like floating back and forth in that aquarium. And there is a small chamber on the other side that's like a small door with a very small room inside. And there's no other doors? Not in this one. So is the glass barrier like across the room? or it's It like covers like half the room. Oh, gotcha. So it's not in front of you, like, blocking your way. It's, like, along the side. Okay, gotcha. Uh, okay. So we can still check that tiny door, is what you're saying, or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do the automatons appear similar to 
the metal mine robots we found previously. Some of the pieces seem like it. Others seem of more esoteric design. Are there any heads? Robot heads? Not full heads, but you occasionally see bits of, like, the mouths with sort of like the metal, like, sharp jaws. Did you ever read, like, Hyperion and Endymion by Dan Simmons? I have not, no. Okay, so there's these things, these robots that, like, when their mouths open, like, there's all these, like, metal, like, rows and rows of teeth. So there's, like, bits of these mandibles, like, floating around in there. And there's one head that is clearly, like, a chunk of head that doesn't look exactly like the Relentless Reapers. It's, like, some sort of other design. But as it spins, you can see the lining of, like, a bone skull inside of it. Huh. Are they, like, the motion of these pieces? Are they, like, forming together? Are they, like, kind of slowly being built up? Like, they're just drifting. Huh. Either the fluid is very viscous or they're just not sinking for some reason. Like, it's like, this is some sort of, like, a liquid storage for Mm, these pieces. Or it's a trash bin. You're not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. Yeah. Well, the mind boggles of what this could even be, but uh, I guess let's look at this tiny door. (laughs) So you look in the tiny door. It is a small chamber. There is a very simple control pad inside. It looks like it could fit maybe five people in it. Plus a dog and a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. It'd be a tight squeeze. <laughs> so one of us check. Chacha, you want to check out that panel? I mean, we, I again said panels are evil. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Hey. Yeah, what, what, what's, what's this room look like to y'all? Uh, I mean, I'm going to put some. I mean, it kind of, maybe it's an escape pod. Maybe it's an oven. Uh. <laughs> Why would there be controls inside if it was an oven, though? really bad oven i i honestly look i'm still a little frazzled from the other thing so i honestly i have no idea anymore <laughs> yeah and every time dilly gestures it's hard to ignore like that flap because <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's not like a flying squirrel where you've got cute fur to cover it i mean it's literally just this flap of very <sighs> yeah like a hairless bat is it s- yeah. sweaty <laughs> Well, it has to be now. I don't have my uh, yeah. anti-perspiration <laughs> crystal. <laughs> mm-hmm. I imagine the flap of skin is kind of that, like that cartoon bounce when they like show motion in anime. There's like that drag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was Looks just like thinking that. exaggerated bingo wings, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can take a look. Yeah, get in there. Might as well see if I get some more fun stuff. I'm not better. Can I understand this Numenera panel, please, Dan? Yeah, it's a nine. Um, that's three with my shit. That's 14. This is an elevator. <gasps> it's an elevator! Wait, hold on. Let me double check to see if this is actually... <laughs> when I say elevator, if that's what this means. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure it's an elevator. <laughs> yeah. It elevates the danger of <laughs> this dungeon. <laughs> oh, it elevates your soul out of your body. Oh, oh elevates it. your yeah. head from your neck. <laughs> I, I've seen things like this before. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. I assume it's going to go up, but also might go down, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's hope that it goes up. Best exit. Best possible chance we have. Mm. That's what you said before. Maybe we'll find something. Here we are. <laughs> Is everybody getting in? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Campaign over. <laughs> it starts moving so fast, it's uncomfortable. Like, you guys can feel yourselves <laughs> pressing down. <laughs> 
Jelly skin just <laughs> magnets yeah. to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, Nyx is completely covered in loose flaps. Oh, man, yeah, and you're catching, like, the wind drag. Blasted <laughs> 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 yeah. to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Can the sweaty flapping wake her up? Feels <laughs> 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 like being slapped in the face with a wet hand. Evens or odds? Odds. <laughs> Tim, roll die. Tell me if you get even. Oh, hell yeah. All right, I'll go to my bad one. Fourteen. Ah. Okay, Nyx doesn't wake up. <laughs> She's having very disturbing dreams, though. But her face is getting very greasy. Oh! <laughs> there is a crunching sound, and the elevator juts up, and there's no door or anything like that. You've been seeing, like, floors <sighs> fly past you, and you are suddenly above the ground, and it sends you guys kind of stumbling forward out of it. But you are above ground uh, approximately, probably around 50 feet from the edge of the hole that you went down. Huh. Hot damn. That's pretty easy. Nice. <laughs> well, maybe this guy can, uh, we could use that later if we want to spelunk again. And as we all get out and look back, is the elevator still there? <laughs> Just disappear completely. The elevator is still there. And you come out and Dale, you hear a familiar voice. And it says, hey, Dale, who's your new friends? And you would recognize it as Aria. Oh, shit. Aria, good <sighs> to see you. Sorry about that. I pulled a cat again. The curiosity got ahead of me. I, I got a little impatient. I do apologize. It won't affect your fee, of course. But uh, I met these fine folks at the tavern over in town, and they seemed to want a job. So we went down to take a look, and we fell into the hole on accident. <laughs> But look, I got one of the metal mines, so... I see. A-okay, all's well that ends well. Oh, that's good. That's good. These are my new friends. That sleepy one there is, uh, Carlisle? Uh, Borg? And baby something? Yeah, baby something, pretty much, yeah. Her eyes narrow at Dilly and Nix's forms, because she's seen their wanted posters... And Dilly isn't disguising anybody anymore. Yeah. I've heard you guys use enough of your names that I casually yeah. am chittering and chattering as I go stand next to Aria and put the robot down. I'm not, you know, being hostile, but it's like, well, I owe them a favor. So actually, I don't. I, have a, I owe them a favor of my own choosing, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Dilly makes a stink eye at Chacha, like, come on. <laughs> Did you uh, take care of whatever business you need to take care of? No, it slipped away from me. She's just staring at Nyx. Dilly's trying to kick Nyx awake. Just, come on. Up, 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 up now, please. Come on. Well, great. This here hole is a treasure trove of Numenera, but I really think we should get this back ASAP. Yeah? But... Why did you get a head start, Dale? Oh, no. You and Cupcake can get a head start. Oh, no. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Well, pleasure seeing you all again. If uh, I see you later, uh, I'll definitely give my warm regards to everybody and uh, put in a good word. That'll be the favor to you. Uh, put a good word in here and there. And he kind of just takes a big breath and he looks guilty. He knows what he's doing. Just kind of mutters, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, oh, shit. 
He hands Arya this kind of what looks to be a box with a switch on it. Oh, no. From my inventory. And you like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, this is going to be amazing. Uh, and I just whisper to her, May- maybe not worth it, but do what you need to do. And I scooch on away and whistle, come on, cupcake. Oh, fuck. Cupcake scrambles along after you, and Dale, you walk your way back to town. I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. No, you don't have to feel good about it. But you go into the room that you're staying at because it's getting later now, and there's only so far you can walk with this thing. I mean, you had quite the delve with these things. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. It's been a day. You get to the room, you set it down, and then there is a weird shift in the light in the room and turn and this automaton is standing next to you floating in the air half wreathed in shadow (laughs) and it grabs you by the shoulder and it says I'd like to make a deal and that's where we'll end this episode mama (laughs) (laughs) okay so Tim something about this episode that you enjoyed or you made you feel awesome as Dale made me made me feel awesome as Dale yeah I rolled really well but that's that's (laughs) a little like outside of the box but uh yeah, you know, just really not losing my cool against um these rascals mm-hmm. and it felt good to push back uh, against the the player characters of the show. Yeah. And to quote Spider-Man, it feels good to be bad. Wait, I think Venom <laughs> says that. Uh in the hit film Spider-Man 3, which we all know and love. That's um, the best one. That's the best one. Best one of all of, all of them. And I liked when Nyx went sicko mode and uh, <laughs> tried to make Dale feel uncomfortable, and it was successful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do love how ambiguous Dale turned out to be. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I mean, I intended to not be antagonistic at all with y'all, even given all of the baked-in quote-unquote backstory. To me, it was mm-hmm. like, well, you got your thing, I got my thing, we can work together. You know, in this biz, mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. forget what people have done enough times, and we all have our stories. Yeah. So that was fine with me. Like amoral, but friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say he's moral to a point. He works with bad people mm-hmm. from time to time, but who doesn't? Word. <laughs> Is a criminal mm-hmm. organization really worse than the government? Oh, what's right. the difference? What's okay. the difference? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But, I mean, in my mind, he was just kind of the type that just, like, you know what, whatever, keeps women, and that usually gets him... He doesn't want to rise to be the best. He doesn't want to be the worst. All right. You said keeps women, and I thought you said keeps women, and I was like, he keeps he women? He keeps women. <laughs> yeah. interesting yeah. backstory. Yeah, we didn't... Where did that go? Yeah, we had a... Oh. Yeah, we had a whole subplot that we didn't have time for, but um, no, no, no. He's got one in every major city. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have very many families. That's why you need mm. the cash. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they got something special- on me. It's weird to let him specialize in polygamy. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have an S in that. But it was fun to discover Dale throughout the, the time, because I had not a lot of... Mm-hmm. I wanted to be flexible for whatever uh, the story needed. But yeah, that was a whole lot of fun. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. It was so much fun. Also, everybody gets 2 XP for going through that. Yay! Hell yeah, let's Spend go, baby. 
<gasps> yes. That's an advancement. Yes, it is. I need to make goddamn rerolls mm-hmm. for this next episode. Truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I'll hang out of those. <laughs> We have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. This week, it is my turn, and my recommendation is the novella This is How You Lose the Time War by Amal Elmatar and Max Gladstone. This book is amazing. So it follows two women who are warriors from rival factions in a time war. Red represents the agency. She is from a technocratic civilization. Blue represents the garden, which is sort of a nature-focused organization. And basically, they are enemy agents in this war where they're going back and changing parts of the timeline in order to ensure that their side wins. The whole thing is told in a series of letters to each other. Mm -hmm. starting off as sort of taunting letters to each other that slowly grow into flirtatious and then into some of the most amazing love letters that you'll ever read in a book. So good. So amazing. I know that like behind the scenes, what they did is that Max Gladstone wrote all of Red's letters and Amal Elmatar wrote all of Blue's letters. Mm -hmm. They had a rough outline, but they didn't tell each other what was going to be exactly in each letter. So they got to be surprised and respond in character as they were writing it. So So cool. It's a really good book. It is $54 in hardcover on Amazon. Isn't that fun? Which is funny because it, I think it was initially just released in paperback. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's like, like, there's only seven of them. (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend it. It's one of those books that it's more about the poetry of those love letters than it is about like this time war. The time war is sort of like the framework in order to explore this emotional relationship. And of course, to play with the idea that two of these frontline agents probably have more in common with each other than they do with their superiors and their civilization as a whole. I like that. Interesting. So it's a really good love story. Can I recommend a book? Because you guys yes. recommend cool things. And- yes. I'm reading the A Chorus of Dragons series by Jen Lyons, Ooh. and uh, the first book is Ruin of Kings, and I really like the first book. Mm-hmm. I really like the second book. Quite enjoyed the third book, and I'm like astounded by the fourth book. I really like the other ones. Uh, it's a very queer book, basically, of like your classic. Uh, I pretty much only read fantasy, mm-hmm. and I don't really have a high or low bar barrier. As long mm-hmm. as it's decent enough, I'll read it. Mm-hmm. But it's basically your classic book of boy, uh, ha- learn magic, bad things happen. Uh-oh, he's actually from a powerful family of magicians. Wow, isn't that interesting? But the way it's told is so unique to me. It's based, The basic gist is each book is a, and apologies if you've talked about this book before, before or whatever, but it's a, it's a report to the emperor. So the, and the Ooh. books exist as canon inside the world oh so and they do something that's really cool that is made use well on the kindle in that it is characters who have the ability to acquire information through essentially magic right Mm -hmm. and so the first book is a guy having a conversation in present day with someone holding a magic rock that listens and the first book is present day and then three or four years ago and basically, at quote-unquote murder point, the main character is being forced to tell his side of the story. Meanwhile, this other character, who's a mimic, 
and whoever she eats, she has her, their memories, is telling the other mm. the backstory as it connects, as the quote-unquote author who collated everything adds footnotes. So, like, if the mimic Talon says something, there'll be, like, a, a footnote that you click on your Kindle, or assume in the book version, it's down at the bottom, right? And mm. it'll be like, this is absolutely not true, <laughs> uh, and stuff <laughs> oh, like that. Yeah, and the second book is by a different author in that in world it's a different author who has another version of it and she's basically like the person who wrote the first book lied a lot and he like embellished things and then the third book they like confront each other about that and then like the end of the third book basically has this like kiss of a twist of like author two figures out what author one leaves out and it just feels like it was a trap And then she blows it all up for the fourth book. And the way that she justifies, and when I say she, I mean the actual author in our world, justifies the beat, right? Because it's all kind of told out of time, Mm -hmm. is so creative. It it, it was baffling to me that this sort of like framework was working, right? It was fun. It was two Mm -hmm. authors on different sides of this quote-unquote war, kind of bickering each uh, stealing each yeah. other's books and making sure their side has all the information. And yeah, it's super queer and like quote unquote trans positive and things of that nature. And there's like this idea of like a three way love, not triangle because they just love each other and they're like, let's do this, baby. But of course, fate gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh, I think the first book is good but a little bit typical, maybe, even with all of those Mm -hmm. really cool twists. And it's not, hey, you're a wizard. It's like, you're actually part of, like, one of the worst families on the planet. And (laughs) this sucks for you. And It's really, really, really cool, really weird. And I really suggest it. It's The Chorus of Dragons by Jen Lyons. And it's the first book is A Ruin of Kings. And yeah, I like all three of them. But the fourth one that I'm reading right now, I just keep interrupting my wife as we're like going to sleep. I'm like, I can't like that. Like, 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 like this. Because like, like yeah. the, that yeah. book just like starts and you're like, I have no idea what's happening because it's like, oh, it's a month yeah. after what happened in the third book. And, it's, and then when she like tells you how it's happening, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I can't say enough nice things. Like even if like the quote unquote plot doesn't tickle your fancy, I just think it's like super, super cool that it exists and it kind of takes advantage of the ability to click a footnote in a Kindle or to Mm -hmm. read a footnote in a traditional book. But yeah, I love, Mm -hmm. you know, I I love Dracula. You know, when I was a kid, I had never read a book that stepped outside of the quote unquote box like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So any, any book that does, I'll give it a couple more hours to read it, so to speak. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So course of dragons is the series. Yes. Very cool. Well, listeners, I mean, that means you can get two XP this week if you want. You just have to read two books. Yeah. And on the website, Geekly Inc., one of my friends writes like a horrific amount of book reviews. <laughs> seen a lad. If you mm-hmm. click over there, you can see all sorts of stuff. And she suggested this one because she's really good at being like, all right, this one's queer and good. You read it. Yeah. Her reviews are very good. Very cool. Well, if people wanted to tell us about what they think of either This Is How You Lose the Time War, A Chorus of Dragons, or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, dang it. How about you come to our website, explorerswanted.fm? You can find all our socials there. 
like on Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. Or if you want to yell at us, I mean, tell us directly, you can come to our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Or if you don't want to talk to us, but instead want to give us money, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash explorerswanted. Get some cool stuff there that you can only get there. Or if you just want dice and just want to use us for our bodies and our discount, diehard dice, get 10% off your order with Explorers Wanted as your checkout code. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. And if you can't support us financially, we totally understand. The best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends, tell them what you like about the show and why they should listen. The second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, but honestly, Apple Podcasts makes the biggest difference. Spotify has reviews now, too, or ratings, I guess you'd say. Ooh. They do, but Spotify is evil, Tim. Oh, it is? Uh, all evil. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Not to bring that energy <laughs> into the... But yes, Spotify has reviews too. Audible um, has reviews. Yeah, so please review us there as well. If you get people to review you on Spotify and then convince them to not use Spotify, that's Praxis, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's exactly it. Using the system against itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. If you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, well, when things get bad, Try to take comfort in the little things. Take a walk. Have a snack. Crack open that book you've been meaning to read. Flip to any page in the middle. Read the words there in the dried reddish-brown ink. Do what they say. Everything they say. Because by the time you break the circle, it'll be too late to fix any mistakes. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Uh, I gave Dilly fucking skin flaps. I'm at Slam Potato. I'm trying to convince my son I don't want to do mouse stuff with him. I'm real to Unicorn on Twitter and to you with Unicorn on Twitch. <laughs> Alex's son is a dog named Max. And that's not, that's not <laughs> yeah. better. That's not better. It's not worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Tim, where can people find you? You find me on Twitter or Instagram at Tim Lanning. Thank you again so much for joining us, Tim. It was so much fun having you. No, thank you. It was a blast and a half. That's it for us, listener. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye.